rdtdaily.com presents a Tara Buster with comedian Tara Devlin. Oh my God. Hello, everyone. Welcome. Welcome to the rest of your goddamn life. Kind of sucks being in quarantine. Thankfully, I'm not sick yet. Hopefully, I don't get it. I hope no, none of us get it. Jeez. It's kind of weird. Yeah, we're talking about the coronavirus. So those who are looking at this video in a thousand years, trying to figure out why America went down the tubes, you anthropologists writing a paper on the de decline and fall of the American Republic, that's what we're talking about. This is uh, New York City, and we're in a lockdown for the most part. Anyway, my name is Tara Devlin. And we meet here every Saturday evening from 6 to 8 p.m. Eastern, whether we're in quarantine or not, at the RDT Daily Facebook and YouTube channels. And we are rebroadcast starting Sunday at 6 p.m. Eastern on Progressive Voices or anytime on the Progressive Voices app, SoundCloud, iTunes, Stitcher. Please become a patron if you are... If you want, I don't know, maybe to change the, the trajectory of the American oligarchy. Maybe you want a republic. Maybe you want it to actually, you know, the country that works for more than just the 1%. Then I'm going to ask you to become a patron. Because this is the liberal media. I know, Right? You're looking at it. We need a lot of help because we don't have, I mean, we don't have anything here. We have this. I'm sitting in my apartment. But we do it anyway. That's how you do it. You do it anyway. You get, you get up anyway. You fight anyway as hard as it feels, as steep as the incline feels. You keep doing it anyway, and that's how we're going to win. But, yeah, all right. Um, yeah, what was else? What else do I have to say? Buy some merch. Please become a patron. If you're listening on any other channel as we're recording live, I ask you or I encourage you all to come over to the, to the YouTube channel, please, because that's where, uh, we're, that's where most people are. And that's where I'm going to be looking at the tweets of the, uh, not the tweets, the chats of the YouTube clan. And we also have a Discord community. If you, if you become a patron there, well, you'll see, you could see, you, you don't have to be a patron to be a part of it. But we, if you become a part of it, you will be harassed, I suppose, by the other patrons until you, until you get in with the in crowd. So. The goal is to make the show a daily show, and that's what it calls for. That's what these times call for. We're, you know, that's what pisses me off because we're in this boat because of the corporate takeover of government, and nothing is clearer now than what's when everything shuts down, and our fellow Americans, every every person, will feel the impact. Of the, the of of 
not being able to have paid sick leave, not having universal health care, of working in this effing gig economy. It's so sickening listening to the effing corporate mouthpieces lament the gig economy when they're the ones. They're they're never lamenting about it before. You don't hear them before, right? Now, they're not even, it's all crocodile tears until they get through this crisis. But the fact is, we're the only country that doesn't have a form of guaranteed sick leave. And that makes us all sick. And we're the only country that doesn't have universal health care. So it shouldn't be universal health care right now only if you have coronavirus. But you see how everything unravels so quickly because we have so many Americans living check to check. And I was listening to the corporate media today, as I am wont to do because I'm a glutton for punishment, but also because I have to know what we're up against. I like to counteract that the the party line that's it's not the party line what's the party the party of the oligarchy line because we only we have two major political parties in this country but we have we we really have one ruling class both parties serve the ruling class if anything it, uh, let's not kid ourselves the democrats might be a little nicer but yeah, they're not, they're in honestly, I'll get into it in a minute. It's they're very they're weak. That's the problem. People like fighters. As as wrong as Trump is, as ridiculous as he is, he puts up a fight. And that's what they like about him. That's what we would like. That's what I like about Bernie. Never give up. That's why I'm wearing the shirt. Never give up. But Listening to the the crocodile tears of the elites in the corporate media lament, for, first of all, talking about how Americans need relief now because they're living check to check, the people who are living check to check, and then saying the middle class in the same breath, the, considering the people living check to check as the middle class. You see how the line moves? Until there's the, the original line, you keep crossing these lines until you're so far back in the goddamn rear view mirror, you don't even know where you are anymore. Is this a, is this a democracy? Is this a, a country? Is this, we don't know anymore that we're a nation that was founded from the liberal age of enlightenment where a bunch of progressive radicals said we don't need a king in fact they wrote about it so uh, so much these these forbidden ideas that they a lot of them ended up in jail like the the inspirations for the liberal age of enlightenment rousseau and john locke people that informed the, our founding documents. They weren't informed by the Bible. Give me a break. Why would we, how, I, I, obviously, there's been a lot of revisionist history going on. The Bible, we're Judeo-Christian, that drives me insane too. 
they only say Judeo-Christian because they're trying to seem fair somehow or, or uh, you know, they're inclusive. Judeo? They'll be like, eh, Judeo this. They, it sounds better instead of just saying Christian. We're a Christian nation founded by Christians. No, we're not. We're a nation, of course, many people were, they believed in the giant sky spook, but they understood that a country under the thumb of religious authority with a uh, propping up an illegitimate entrenched power structure is, was something that they were fighting a revolution to escape. God damn it. It's so annoying. But that's how, you know, these effing fake Christian monsters are. And they're in the, I mean, they're in the Republican Party. What makes me annoyed beyond belief is listening to politicians go off about Jesus. They, lo- they are inspired by Jesus. And then, because the Democrats have no backbone, whether they believe it or not, everybody has to say, God bless America and God bless the United States, and I mean, as it's 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 a patriotic imperative to say God, God bless America. Give me a break. If God bless, God doesn't need to bless America. We need representatives to effing work for the people. Not we'll worry about our own gods, like our like the Jesus told you, and go pray in a closet. While we're here in our multicultural, diverse nation, we'll leave the God back in the closet. For Christ's sakes, it's sickening. And the way they have to pray, open up every, every Senate meeting, every House meeting, with, a, with some, this religious, this, this priest comes in and says a prayer. And it's so ridiculous. Because why doesn't he just pray and say, oh, because he's obviously, whatever he's saying, I don't know, please help these, these representatives understand that, they're, that they are working together for the people. Like, what is, is that a prayer or is that your personal feeling? That's a prayer? It's sort of, it always kind of, it's like when they get up there, please, Jesus, show them that a marriage is only a sacred right between a man and a woman. Not people of the same peepees. Can't have twos of the same peepees put filling out a marriage contract by the power vested in me by the state. It's like, shut up with this prayer. Anyway, I don't know why I got it. That, that's stupid. But it's just so... It's so, so false. That's what it is. If it was true, if they really were so concerned about the people, they don't give a shit. They're right now fighting the freaking Republicans and the damn corporate-owned Democrats. At least the Democrats, of course, yes. Do you like Democrats better? Yes, I do. Because at least the Democrats don't let you starve in the streets. But... We have a long way to go with these efforts, too. I'm sure some of them are just as sick as we are of them taking bribes 
otherwise known as donations, as they are of having to take the bribes. Some of them actually want to work for the people instead of getting on a phone and uh, jerking off some billionaire. So if, 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 uh, if it isn't clear, again, how Bernie is correct, everything he is saying, if it's, if it's true for a crisis, it's certainly true in everyday life. We need Medicare for all. They're not, this is what's driving me insane, too, besides everything else. Why these Republicans, oh, I'm, actually, there was one guy. This, okay, <laughs> so many things going on in my mind. Because Republicans, if they, they really believe in their agenda, then they'd reach for their agenda, not democratic socialism. They know that their agenda is bullshit. It's pulling the covers like everything. Reality has a funny way of exposing the lies, just like Twitler's lies caught up with him in regards to the coronavirus, downplaying it. He likes the numbers where they are. We all got to see. Now we see in stark, blaring, living color. Not everybody sees because some of them are dumb. Some are just dumb dumbs. They want to be blonde, blind, not blonde. Who want, Who doesn't want to be blonde? But, but yeah. Um, if it doesn't show us that that uh, we have to press the advantage here, frankly, we need Medicare for all, not just for coronavirus, for Christ's sakes. It's for every goddamn day. So when when you have a pandemic, or maybe if a pandemic hits only a small community, or maybe a single person. There are there are uh, catastrophic illnesses happening, emergencies happening all over the country right now in different families, and we should all be concerned about that and care enough to understand that we need Medicare for all and we need paid sick leave. What is this? We have enough. Obviously, there's enough for everyone's need, as Gandhi said, except not for everyone's greed. You see how much they're throwing money at it. Now, all of a sudden, the Republicans, well, well Twitler, he wants to throw a lot of money at as much money as, as possibly he can get his greedy, pudgy, tiny fingers around because he knows that it's not looking good for him. This is about his election. And in this is, it doesn't matter. He wants to throw he, everything at it. And that's fine. And that will get him some points with the, tw- with the Trump and Z's. It will. This is why we're in big trouble with Joe Biden as the nominee. And he, he's not the nominee yet, but still. It's headed in that direction. I don't understand Tulsi Gabbard dropped out of the race and she endorsed Biden? Why? Well, that, that really, not that I was a big fan of hers to begin with, but it just goes to show you, what is the, like, what the hell? Biden, and where is Biden? That's the other thing. Where is he? He's, they are, they have disappeared him down, uh, I guess they're trying to disappear him down the memory hole until election day. We don't want him to F anything up. Maybe he's in, uh, he's sundowning or something. 
and they they just want to mitigate the damage. Where is he? Meanwhile, Bernie's out there holding roundtables with coronavirus experts for his for the people, and he, you know, of course, the effing it, the liberal media got into. It really irritated me. Every it's it's such it's such inanity. In is that the word inane inanity? Is that a word? But this corporate media is so it's 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 like Mean Girls or something. When are you dropping out? When are you? Is Bernie dropping out? When's he dropping out? When it's like it shows you how much how useless it actually is in a crisis. All they do is prop a camera in front of a con man and let it rip. What is the point of that? So he can lie, and then they have to come back, and, and he confuses people. He's, go, he's out there. Twitler is out there saying that there's a, a, a vaccine coming, that you could try these different drugs. These vaccines are not coming anytime soon for at least a year. But he wants them to He doesn't understand. He's the guy that went to NASA and said to them, Can we, I want you to go to the moon, I mean, to, the, uh, to Mars. Can you get to Mars by the, the election? He actually asked them this, the, the, the scientists and the astronauts. Can you take, make sure we make it to Mars by November of 2020? And they were like, no, it, it's, not, it's impossible. He goes, what if I give you all the money that you could possibly need. It's not a matter of money, you fucking old turd. You orange baboon. But this is what we're dealing with. So he thinks, oh, a vaccine? Okay, who needs a vaccine? So what if it's not actually, doesn't work? It's something he can boast about. So what if it kills people? You're going to die anyway. It's his world. We just live in it. So he's out there. Why would they? What is the point? This is what I'm saying. Why? And this is why I ask you to support liberal, the real liberal media until they shut us down for good by taking over the, the Internet. Be, then they're trying. That's what net neutrality is all about. They are trying to shut down the real media. They don't want us to have a voice or a say in anything. They don't. They want us to... Watch, I mean, right now, what do they want us to do? Well, they don't want us to go to work, but there, everything comes toppling down. If you don't have sick leave, you don't have a company, if you're not serving a sovereign lord who is taking care of your sick pay and is going to get a big bailout from the government, what are you going to do? What if you drive an Uber? What if you wait tables? What if you are somebody, a busboy, someone in this effing disgusting gig economy? It's, uh, yeah, we're in this together, they keep saying it. But some are some more together than others, though, right? And what's $1,000 going to do? But anyway, as far as Joe Biden, what annoyed me, of course, we have to go into the, we, 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 how, how, how are we going to win? I hope the coronavirus, honestly, is it's it's a gift in that sense that can perhaps win some voters. Yeah, I am somebody who thinks that 
when you're in a hole, you stop digging. Yes, I will vote for this the the old dotard Joe Biden, but because the other thing is, it's uh, you know, it's those things like the environmental laws. Not that he, I mean, Joe Biden is just a horrible right winger. He is a Republican. There is no, don't take my word for it. Look at his record. Look at it, what he has done over his 40 years in the so-called public, serving the fucking public. Give me a break. What has he done? Bankrupts. We, we're trying to fix um, the policies that he passed. There's no difference between the, the, the things that Joe Biden passionately fought for and the Republican policies that we have that we're fighting against. What is the difference when you stop people from being able to declare bankruptcy, when you send people to jail, when you turn this nation into the most incarcerated nation on earth, including more we have more people in prison than they have in China. And we have, and they have more people uh, uh, by far. And they're an authoritarian government. What what else has Joe Biden done? I mean, everything from Anita Hill putting Clarence Thomas on the bench. We can thank him for that. Oh, he wants to, he he will put a black woman on the Supreme Court. That's fine. What kind is it? Condi Rice. Then I got something to say. Not everybody who's a woman, just because that's this is the problem with this country. We're so taken in by the shiny objects. What is the difference between uh, Joe Biden and, I mean, it's not between Twitler and any of these effing Republicans? <sighs> oh, God, I'm looking at the chat now. Thank you, guys. I'm looking at Jim, of course, Super Chat. Patricia, thank you so much. Els, E-L-E-S-214, you're very much appreciated. So, anyway, because I was like, where the hell has Joe Biden been while Bernie is giving these speeches? And Biden appeared from his bunker. I don't know where that is. The Biden bunker? And he put out a tweet, which is is kind of problematic in my in my opinion, because he 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 urges Joe Biden. Here's from CNBC. Joe Biden urges every CEO in America to commit to no stock buybacks for a year. Oh. Thank you, my lord. Thank you for begging our corporate lords, your benefactors, your masters, for being kind enough not to use their bailouts to F us over again and again and funnel more money into their own pockets. Thank you, my lord, like they did with Twitler's giveaway. Now, remember, not too long ago, in a year or so ago, or maybe a little over a year, Twitler gave corporations how much money? Trillions and trillions of money we don't have, apparently, so much so that they're coming for your Social Security and Medicare, and they got to kick people off of, uh, of SNAP benefits and, 
and they want to teach you all the dignity of work. But so much so that they have continued to reap record profits while the middle class is now less than 50% of the population for the first time since the first Gilded Age. So where's all that windfall? Why can't they, they need another bailout now? No, people need a bailout. These are the companies that have, they have manipulated and grifted and, and swindled their way into record profits while they leave the entire working class behind. You are nothing to them. They manipulate, that's why we have this gig economy. That's why you have the freelance economy that, where you have people working as contractors, companies going, you go in every single day. I, I have work in that situation myself. Every day you go in, you got to put in for sick time. You got to ask for a day off if you need a day off. You are treated like an employee in every other way, except you're not. So when it comes down to a crisis, good night. You're a contractor. That's how they get away with not paying benefits, not, not having any kind of retirement security. There's no love lost in these companies. They're making record profits. How much more? How much more are we going to take? I've been asking that question for years on so many platforms. Whenever I've had a chance, I've written about it. I've tweeted about it. Tell me, people, how much, lo how much longer? How much more are we going to take? Have we had enough yet? I guess we haven't. Not all of us. Because not all of us are, are supporting the policies that we need to fix this. To make sure that a Twitler never rises again. Joe Biden urges every CEO in America to commit to no stock buybacks for a year. Oh, thank you. Hold it. Hold your greed in check for a year. Your record profits. Stop pumping and dumping your stocks for a year. Stop filling up your stock portfolio with zero after zero, with zeros that you will never spend in a thousand lifetimes. Use that windfall profit to buy Joe Biden, to buy politicians like Joe Biden. So they say, oh, please, my strongly worded text, my strongly worded tweet. What is the point? Legislation. Meanwhile, you know what Twitler just, this is why I'm concerned. Because during one of his rambling press conferences, Twitler said, well, let me see. I think I have the video. Here it is. I never like stock buybacks from their standpoint. When we did a big tax cut and when they took the money and did buybacks. Yeah, you see, he's pretending he's surprised that that happened. We did this big tax cut. It was supposed to trickle down on you fucking fools, on you dum-dums who get up every goddamn day for a merciless wage if you can get it. So you can't retire, you know, so you can't even come to the, or live the same lifestyle that your grandparents thought was their birthright, thanks to the government policies of the New Deal. 
that we destroyed thank, with, with the help of Republicans and their Democratic enablers. You know, the age of big government is over. Funny how you need big government, though. That's what is the, what is the effing purpose? We're not, uh, we're not living um, in uh, anarchy. The founders didn't fight a revolution to create an anarchy. They created a government of, by, and for the people. That radical idea of e pluribus unum. So when we, we, there is no shame in trying to make a government that works for all. And in fact, this is the paradigm shift that we need in, our, in the way that we think. That's, that is why the effing Republicans for generations have been saying big government is the problem. Well, they don't even say big government. They say government is the problem. Government. They want to shrink government down to the size of a, of a baby that they can drown in a bathtub. Nice image they put in your head. You know, the life-loving babies, the fetus-loving Republicans imagining government as a baby you're drowning in a bathtub. That's a sickening image. Well, it just it speaks to who the hell they are. Babies, you're nothing. Babies in bath, drowning? Yeah, oh, oh it's a metaphor. I understand that. But why you go there? How about make it so small that you can uh, throw it in your trash, crumple it up like a piece of paper, and no, you got to make it like a baby you can drown in the bathtub? Disgusting. Well, they're disgusting people. So, But this is Twitler talking about he didn't like that stock buyback. He didn't like that they did that with his stock buybacks. You know, not with the stock, with his tax breaks, doing all these stock buybacks. But let's continue. That's not building a hangar. That's not buying aircraft. That's not doing the kind of things. Because he knew what they were doing. We understand that. We're not stupid. The dumb dumbs who will vote for him don't understand that he doesn't understand that. We know he's a fucking liar. We know he's a con man. He is, he doesn't know what the hell he's doing. He sucks at business. He sucks at the business he pretend he pretends to be successful at. He's good at conning. That's it. That's why when they understood that the that the coronavirus was coming, they don't know what the fuck to do. That so they do nothing. It's like somebody who's uh, the deer in the headlights. Of course they didn't do anything because what are they going to do? They don't know what to do. They never did anything effective. In their entire lives, the entire White House staff, Trump, Kushner, all of them, Mnuchin, they are grifters. So, oh, a legitimate crisis is barreling towards you like an oncoming freight train. What do, you, what do they do? They stand there like fucking morons and do what they know how to do. Lie. Tell a story. Tell a tale about the biggest, best, greatest economy ever to walk the face of the earth and strangle uh, babies in bathtubs. And a hoax is coming. No hoax. Oh, it's just a way to, to, to attack the greatness of our dumb Fuhrer, of the Republican dim leader. 
So what do you expect? This is why we're in trouble. It's like it is why I ask you to become a patron. Do I don't mean to bring it all about that, but it's because this is the media that has to get out there. Why they're paying these effing reporters? How much money do you think? Hundred thousand dollars a year, whatever, to sit in a con man's bubble and repeat his propaganda. What purpose does that serve? Except to make us weaker and stupider and give him a, a, a platform to amplify his lies. But anyway, one of the lies, they, they just let him lie. Going on, I didn't like that, this stock buyback. Of course not. If you didn't like it, it's what we said was going to happen. They've done it before. We've seen it throughout history. It's not like it was a fucking uh, something that they just came up with. They did it the last time they were bailed out. They, we've have it, we have examples. But whatever, not that Trump knows. He doesn't give a shit. So he pretends that he didn't like them bailing them or buying their own stocks and inflating their stock prices. And, you know, they let him do it. There's your, there's your great crack White House press corps sitting there. Oh, my lord. May we maybe ask you a question, my lord? May we pester you? May we trickle some knowledge on us, my lord? What do you think, my lord? It's, it's a fucking disgrace. It's a travesty. And this is it's the reason we're, the United States is swirling around the bowl. Why people are fucking... Uh, now they don't know what the hell to do. They loot, They miss one paycheck, and everything is hanging by a thread. That's a great economy, you scumbags, you effing Republicans and Democratic enablers. That's a great economy. That's what you made. You made that. Bernie Sanders can't do it all. Oh, what has Bernie ever done, except sound the alarm, and say, and do everything, and be right. Do things that help the people. What has he ever done? What has he ever accomplished? Well, why didn't you fucking join him? Why didn't you get on board instead of uh, in the board room with your goddamn Wall Street benefactors? If Don't blame Bernie. Blame yourselves sitting in your ivory towers. What about you, Pete Buttigieg? What have you done? Did you get in a, a bus ride? Did you organize bus trips to Canada for your, uh, for your constituents who couldn't afford their goddamn medicine? You son of a bitch. What has he ever done? What have you done? All of them. What have they done? They created this. You built this. You built this Kamala Harris. That little girl was me. That little girl was me. Really? Oh, well, you, you believe now. You're all on board with Joe Biden, who is uh, missing. He's like, where's Waldo in a crisis? That's okay. You see, because Joe Biden is not, when, if he becomes the president, which is still up in the air, uh, hopefully the coronavirus will, will help him, will help propel him 
and we'll be so sick of this orange piece of shit that people will will vote for for Biden just to get some relief in that sense because there's other people in the government. He gets to appoint Supreme Court justices, and hopefully this time he won't allow a Clarence Thomas onto the bench. We understand this is all iffy. If past performance is indicative of future results, or we're in big trouble, that's for sure. For fuck's sakes. Anyway, let's continue with this. That I want them to do. And we're now talking about buybacks. We didn't think we would have had to restrict it because we thought they would have known better. Really? (laughs) Right. Yeah, and there you go. There you go. Crack White House press corps sitting there, doing nothing, saying nothing, not getting up and walking out, not looking at each other and saying, excuse, not all hands rising up saying, are you fucking kidding me, con man? They're sitting there deferentially Sir, sir, how do you feel? How's your tone today? Uh, Is your tone better? We thought they would have known better. Are you serious? Plants all over the country. I mean, you'd see what's happened. I mean, we were doing until this invisible enemy appeared. Uh, We were, I mean, we never had an economy like this. Yeah, we never had an economy so good. Except that uh, millions of Americans are now, what are they going to do? They got nothing. They live check to check, and that means when the checks stop, we're done. It's over. They have nothing to pay for rent. They don't have money to pay for their medicine. They have no money for food. They have no money. There's no savings. The American people can't save. Because they're living check to check, you fucking White House press dupes. What I, I mean, what the hell? Did they ever have hopes to become uh, of of service to be journalists? They believed in journalism. I don't know. They can sit there. How do you sit there and not? And, and and not shut, just shut the whole fucking thing down. I I have no idea how they they could just sit there. They've trained themselves to be mutes in the face of lies. That's not journalism, though. Why do you think the founders enshrined journalism into our constitution for a moment like this? For this, for this fucking con man. So a con man couldn't rise to office, and then uh, if he did, there'd be some checks, there'd be some fact-checking, there'd be some pushback. You don't, why are they even showing up? And why are every goddamn channel, why does every channel on Whether whether it be local channels or MSNBC, they go right to the goddamn today's press conference with the con man who's lying and spreading misinformation to the point that the people think it. They still think it's a hoax. That's endangering the lives of everyone, really. 
Yeah. ...to buy back stock, driving up the price of the stock artificially in many cases. I don't like that. Oh, I don't like yeah, it. Yeah, sure and you as don't. Far as whether or not you don't we'll like it because it looks unseemly. It doesn't look good now. The people, they kind of like, huh, you think that's not a good idea? But just keep saying how great the economy is. Don't worry, the corporate media, the liberal media, you're the liberals on MSNBC will repeat it again and again, and they'll have their 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 Republicans, their never Trumper Republicans or their Republican strategists on the network. I don't know. For such a liberal network, there's so many Republican strategists and so many Republicans hosting shows. Well, I, I'm I'm a little confused. There's no real liberals on the shows on any of them. The, you, you wonder why. Well, we don't wonder why. Rachel Maddow used to have hope for her when I listened to her on Air America Radio. But I guess she likes her cushy lifestyle now. She's, she's in the ivory tower. You know, she's, that's why you don't have, th- you shouldn't have things like the White House uh, press correspondence dinner where they're hanging out with the people they're supposed to be reporting on. And they're all yucking it up. They should be. They shouldn't be buddying up with their the the fucking people that they're supposed to be writing stories about, informing us about. They should be having uh, buddying up with us, the people. Like, oh my God, there's nobody worse than Chuck Todd, frankly. Oh, I mean, when that's not true. That's not true. I immediately thought of Willie Geist. Oh my God! There's no re- is there a reason for that Willie Geist? I know I keep talking about it and I go on about it, but it's really baffling to me. Nobody else talks about this. But why? Why? Why is there a Willie Geist on a network? Why does he have? I mean, okay, why is there a Willie Geist? He has the right to exist. Okay, I give him that. Of course he does, but. Is there a reason he needs to be on every show? Is anybody really clamoring for Willie Geist's opinion? For his his biting commentary, his scintillating what? His exposés? I don't know what he does. He's generic white man. Generic rich white man who got his job because his father was uh, in television. That's basically it. Willie Guy's on every channel. I mean, he's on the Today Show. He's on... Who, who the hell is asking for him? Does he, does he sell a lot of cornflakes or something? I don't understand. Is anybody saying, oh, where's Willie? And when he's not booked, is anybody wondering about it? Are they like, where's Willie Guy's today? I really miss... Hearing what he has to say, we know what he has to say. It's the same. He's he's generic white man. I guess maybe he they give maybe the insurance racket, the health insurance racket gets gives them gives kickbacks to MSNBC or something to keep him on because he's he is a fierce advocate for private insurance. Where's your private insurance now, Willie Geist? Oh, he has great insurance, don't worry, but I wonder, where, where is the calls 
for private insurance and continuing to keep um, millions of Americans with zero, nothing, 85 million Americans with nothing or next to nothing as far as health care. Great idea. Great idea in a crisis, especially. Anyway, let's continue with this fucking orange piece of shit. We have to keep these great companies in great companies because of the workers say, frankly say, say very most though part because of the workers the workers are my number mostly, one concern mostly because of the workers frankly for the most part because of the workers the workers are my number one concern right but the you way forgot we take for care a second. of the workers is we have to keep you the forgot about the dupes at your rallies for a second yes oh yeah uh, mostly because of the workers yeah yeah no no mostly number one priority the workers and they just let them rip the workers. The workers are my number one concern. But the way we take care of the workers is we you have know, to keep the usually companies. Usually you don't, if you, you don't have to tell us. Show us. Show us. Where, is, is it really your number one concern? Why is it, we're suddenly, we're so surprised all the time about the greed Oh, I didn't know that they were going to do that with the, with the giant handout we gave them again and again. I didn't know that they were going to funnel more money into their own pockets. It's so unlike them. But it's my, my number one concern are the workers. Not that you would know it by, if, by the fact that the middle class is now... 50 below 50% of the population that should be a national emergency if this was a functioning democracy and suddenly it came out that the middle class less than 50% of the american people were now considered middle class then that would be a national emergency all of the representatives would get together in all branches of government and they would be they would work like it was their job to ensure that that wasn't the case. But you see, it's not their job. Their job is to funnel money into the pockets of their benefactors, and that's not us. We're, they think we're stupid. Some of us are, I'm sorry to say. I am fine with restricting buybacks. In fact, I would, I would demand that there be no stock buybacks. I don't want them taking hundreds of millions of dollars and buying back their stock because that does nothing. Uh so there you go again. There you go. There's, there's Twitter attacking Joe Biden from the left. And this is what he's going to do again and again. There's no doubt in my mind that they watch Joe Biden's Twitter feed and so when Joe Biden comes out with this feckless, mealy-mouthed request, a, a strongly worded email or Twitter saying, I implore the masters of the universe to play nice with the plebs for a limited amount of time, just until it's, until we, you know, it's not, it doesn't look unseemly that you're greed, you're, you're, you're uh, looking out for number one, which is your your number one priority, understandably, my, my lord, understandably, master. Don't don't shut the spigot. I know which 
which side of the bread my my uh, my bread is buttered on. I'm Joe Biden. Remember, remember how the powers that be across all of the corporate media elite landscape all conspired, all got together at one in in a chorus of of accolades for. Joe, for me, for Joe Biden, not me. You know, I'm trying to be Joe Biden. Forget it. I don't want to. I want to have my wits about me. But, yeah, they all got together for to prop up this, this sellout. A corporate Democrat, someone who is, is really flawed. Someone who we're going to have to hope and pray can beat Twitler as he attacks Twitler from the left and the right. So they got together to fuck up Bernie's campaign to get to ensure that we don't have any, um, you know, uppity working class breaking out anytime soon. But they couldn't get together when they heard the the alarming statistics of the American people living check to check. They didn't all get together on that. There wasn't the frantic, the the sighing, the the constant everyday drumbeat, like on Morning Joe, incessantly, re- repetitively, anti-Bernie propaganda again and again and again. They don't talk about things like the American people can't retire. Don't do that, Francis. Don't lick yourself on camera like that. Well, whatever. You can lick your toes. Don't lick your your secret area, your special secret area. That's only for privates. That's private time for yourself. I knew he was going to do that. <laughs> That's what you get when you are a viewer of Tarabuster. If you're on any other channel, if you're listening on the podcast, that's what you're missing. You're, you miss... A cat grooming himself on occasion. Sometimes he'll rub his ass on the floor. That's also fun. So if you ever come over my house, try not to sit in that spot on the rug. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I do clean the house. One good thing about, well, one other good thing about the coronavirus, besides perhaps it might be effective getting rid of Twitler, is that... Um, the house is damn clean. So, and, but my hands are dry. Washing my hands a lot. Um, anyway, yeah, so Joe Biden, that's what I, I just thought. It's ridiculous. That's part of the problem with Joe Biden. How can we get behind someone, passionately get behind a candidate, who is still in, the, in this, what, what, what stage of capitalism is this? when people can't get health care in a crisis, when they're, when they're one paycheck away from complete disaster. What stage of capitalism are we in now? Where the, the um, I know that they're, they, they hike the price on these uh, effing insurance schools were jacking up the price on something. I read something. I'll find out about that during the break. Because that's what they do. But, so, how can you really feel passionate about a candidate 
who's still, after everything we've been through, the past, how many, how many economic crises we've had to live through, recession, near depression, he's the one, he's the guy, he was there, but he's still begging these effing banksters to be nice, to play nice. Uh, I implore you to not, not do anything unseemly, at least until a year. Maybe people won't be paying attention. You could, you know, don't, uh, don't be that greedy. You could still be greedy. And in fact, so here's another thing that annoyed the hell out of me, talking about corporate media as well, and Joe Biden, but this is on the corporate media. I was listening right before we came on the air here. I, ha- I had MSNBC on in the background. I was listening to, um, what's his name? Reverend, Reverend Al was on, and where the heck are you? She, of course, he had a Republican strategist on, and here's what she was saying. That is the bottom of what they could come out with, the least they could come out with, that would effectively help people that are suffering at this time that, uh, to no fault of their own. Well, you know, wherever now, that's a great oh, question. No fault. That's another thing they keep saying. It's not your fault. See, if it is your fault, then fuck you. But if it's not your fault, we have to do something. Like, as if you don't have to do something anyway because people are living check to check. That's okay. That's their own fault. And I guess on some level they're right. It is our fault that we're living that way because we're too stupid to get together and band together and understand that who our true enemies really are. At least in the first Gilded Age, they understood what they were up against. In the Great Depression, they knew that... They were up against the big moneyed interests, the banksters. Not here, not in the United States of serfs and lords. We're still hoping that somebody, one of these banksters comes and meets us for a beer, right? It's no fault of our own. No, I guess it is. That's why they hate us so much. And this is what I always say to Trump Z's and Republicans in general, that I, I don't hate you. I pity you. It's the Republicans who hate you. They hate you so much. They don't even, they have no respect for you. They laugh at you. They laugh at you harder than we do, than the normal people do. Because they know how easily manipulated you are. They know how stupid you are. They're laughing all the way to the bank and you're cheering them on. They, they, how could you respect somebody like that? Of course they hate you. If they didn't hate you, they wouldn't continue to pull their ruses constantly. Cut a t- uh, uh, work hard to make this tax break. And they still get out there and tell you uh, it's, it was for you. And you still have Trump and saying, oh, my taxes, my taxes. Oh, I, I like my taxes the way, because of the tax scam. If they must be delusional because we have the numbers. We know who benefited from it, and it wasn't you. And if you got a couple of dollars in your check more, they take it at the end of the year. This is what they did. So these are the, 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 the thieves who will pick your pocket and help you look for it, help you look for your wallet. 
And they say, oh, I got, I got more money in my check. Well, wait until they, they, they rob one pocket while they, they, it's sleight of hand. Look over here as they're picking your pocket at the end of the year. That's how it works. It's, they, they took away deductions. Some people feel it. Deductions for things like school supplies that teachers were able to deduct, which is disgusting anyway. It's not like they took that away because they're ensuring that kids have the, uh, the resources they need so teachers don't have to take money out of their own pockets to buy school supplies. It's not like they did the tax code, redid it so that schools are now funded out of the general fund instead of property taxes, which is a racist-ass fucking policy. It's not like they did that. No, they took it away, period. They also took away truckers' ability to deduct their gas mileage. So someone, you know, one of these independent contractors who's actually working for a big company, but they put it all on the line. It's like Uber. They have to keep maintain their own rigs. They have to maintain everything. They're independent contractors, so-called. So when the shit hits the fan, they, bye-bye, booby. Gig economy. Anyway. And we are looking for extreme leadership here, and we have a, a crisis now. It's not going to be 30 days from now. It's right now. Oh, well, and we ha- thank you, Nellie McNick poor Republican strategist. Listen to this. An obligation. The Republicans, the Democrats, all parties have an obligation to protect the workers, to protect oh, the middle class. thank you, my lord, my lady, I mean. To protect the poor. But we also have, you know, shit. a duty to protect the, uh, the the people that give us jobs, the business owners. Oh, you mean like um, the fucking people who have money in their pocket and they spend the money in the economy and they keep these businesses open. So when there's demand, because there's so many people with money spending it in the economy, that they have to hire more workers? Oh no, not those people. She's talking about the big fat cats, the stock buybackers. This is what she's talking about. Why, why on God's green flat earth does MSNBC, the liberal media think, that we need to hear from Nellie Nickpour or whatever the hell, Noel Nickpour, Republican strategist, to sow the same old effing voodoo, filthy Republican voodoo, that, that Reverend Al, he doesn't say anything. He doesn't say, hold up, hold up, lady. Let's uh, rewind it there. That's the same old bullshit, trickle-down nonsense that we've been hearing forever. And it doesn't work like that. It's not supply-side economics, as we see. You can have, who's got the supply? They got enough supply. There's enough supply going on. Why don't they hire people and then pay them sick leave? Why Why are people working check to check? Oh, no, 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 no. So it's the same old shit. They just allow it to, you drop it into conversation. You don't correct it. It's the, it's the same thing that Twitler does all day at his press conferences. 
He lies continuously, and they just lay, they just lay it out there. Leave it out there sitting in the middle of the room like a stench. Like a turd that he dropped. And then it just stinks up. It just slowly stinks up the entire environment. It's the same thing that this lady. The job, the job creators. We got to bail out the job creators, too. This is what she's saying. Listen. The, uh, the, the people that give us jobs. Oh, give the business us jobs. Owners, oh, thank, um, you know, with the thank stock. you, m'lady. Give us jobs. Not that there are jobs. They don't just go, mm, I'm feeling generous today. I'm going to give out a job. In fact, a lot of them don't even give us jobs. They don't want to give us real jobs. They want to give you a gig. Give you a gig. Right? But that's besides the point at this very second. But give us jobs. They give us jobs when the economy is working for all. Give us jobs. Owners, um, you know, with the stock buybacks, you know, there's arguments for and against it. You talk to an economist, uh, depends on which view you're looking at. But it depends on what bullshit you're trying to peddle. And here's another thing that, that goes on on the corporate media all the time. They just say something and let it out. They have no facts to back it up. You talk to an economist. Some economists say that stock buybacks are good. Some economists say stock buybacks are bad. This is like a both sides argument. Both sides have valid points. Stock buybacks, some will say, are actually good for the all, all of us. Because if you don't buy back your stock and funnel it into the hands of those few people who will never spend the profit in a thousand lifetimes, how else can you buy a politician and corrupt government to make sure it stays that way? I mean, hello, working, I mean, um, oops. A lot of the buybacks, a lot of the reasons the company did that, it's because they owe a responsibility to the shareholders, too. They owe a responsibility to the shareholders, not to society. Fuck society, like Margaret Thatcher said. There's no society. That's why we, we like it when there's no society. Republicans and some Democrats, they like no society. We don't owe anything to anybody except our selfish selves. And so what that some people are so sick that they like to hoard zeros on their bank account like some other person will hoard newspapers or cats. But that's okay because they have so many zeros on their bank account that we, oh, we, we got to beg them. Please don't be, be unseemly. And please, please don't. Just, just wait a year. Before you fuck over the the workers again and 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 greedily hoard your your profits instead of making sure that an economy works for all. I don't know why I'm talking like this. Probably because she's talking like that, and then it just it, it became it it went on it went on too long. So there are a lot of people that are feeling pain in this. Now, obviously, you know, the first priority is to get the, the person that's living check to check, oh, well, you know, thank the, you. the working man, the working woman, to get money in their pocket. Well, that is the need right lady. now. That is the need. And I think a lot of people, Reverend Al, are going to need to know who they call. Okay, Where whatever. Who cares call? whatever she's saying? She's pretending to care about working people. It's, it's what they do.
You guys, I'm going to take a break because I need some more coffee. And when we come back, I can't believe how fast the show goes. On Saturday, the show has to stay two hours. I hate to say it. During the week, when we do some shows during the week, we can go go as long as we want to. But, yeah, because the show on Saturdays is for progressive voices, I have a two-hour slot. That's the way it goes, you guys. Uh, I know you get it. In the meantime, this is a good opportunity. While I'm getting coffee, you can go over to patreon.com slash Tara Devlin to become a patron or... Or anything, I don't know. Find us on YouTube and become uh, a member in the chat. And I will, I think there's, the Discord link is in there. We're getting to know each other on the Discord, Tarabuster Discord community. That's really nice to see. I enjoy that. So go over and join. Join. It's for the us together, to stick together share each other's struggles and and our victories and also pictures of our pets. We like that too. Reading material, if you have any suggested articles that you'd like us to discuss or you want to just vent, but in especially in this time, we are not alone. We're in this together. And that's what I, partly why I love doing this show. I hope to do it every day, and that's what it calls for. This time in American history, we can't do a part-time show. We have to do it every day. But until we get enough patrons, we will do we do what we can. I'm just sharing with you what uh, what our struggles are, so uh, you know you understand the situation. You and the patrons are what make the show possible. We don't have billionaire benefactors like the Mercer family who supported Breitbart, Andrew Breitbart, Breitbart, that effing hack, that propagandist, that liar who is burning in hell or wherever. I don't know where he is, but he's certainly not in a good place. Maybe he's atoning for all the harm he did to this country. But... The Mercer family gave Breitbart $6 million to start his propaganda rag. We don't, have, we don't have it like that. Billionaires don't do that. The left-wingers, they don't do that to left, for left-wing media. It's really, it's really sad, frankly. But it's also why we're in the situation we're in. So, in general, I don't mean the situation of the show. I mean the situation in the country. They have all the resources, and they w- are willing to use it to swamp the um, public uh, everywhere. Everywhere you look, they on the online from the smallest shows to Fox News. They fund their media. It's not ju- It's not us. It's not the lib- the little guys. Liberals don't do that though. We have to. We do it with you guys, with the individual donations. It's frustrating. It is. It would be great if if there was a rich liberal that was like, here, here's $6 million. We would, we would be able to compete. Not that, I mean, I, I hope, I hate that we have to live in a world that 
we have to, well, that's a whole different story. It's a little different when you're talking about a channel. I hate when rich people, when people go, oh, thank you, like, for funding our school or something. That's not the way society is supposed to work. A democracy is not supposed to work like that. But something like this is, it's a little, it's not, you know, the same. So, but anyway, if we had a rich benefactor that, gave us $6 million like the Mercer family gave Breitbart. That's why they're still involved, the Mercer family. They were like on the board of Breitbart, apparently. But that's why. They don't have to fund. Uh, they don't have to go on Patreon. They don't have to do uh, do kind of these kind of pitches because they got the Mercer family. It's like Fox News, same thing. They poured half a billion dollars into Fox News for five years before it turned a profit because profit is not in its business model. They are in the business of making people stupid enough to vote for their own demise. And we are, we're fighting against that. So we need a platform that can compete. Anyway, guys, I'm going to go make my coffee my name is Tara Devlin. Please uh, join me on the other side of the break. We're going to listen to labor history in two. Well, that's, well, first it'll be the Green News Report with Brad and Desi, and then labor history in two. And we will be back on the other side in about eight minutes. My name is Tara Devlin. I will see you very soon. Now, the top of the hour on the Progressive Voices channel on TuneIn presents the Green News Report. We're going to fill it right up to the top. Trump administration moves to shore up oil industry amid crashing oil prices. Coronavirus shutdown clears Italy's air. Plus, single greatest threat to our national security is climate change. All well and good. But nowhere near enough. Last men standing. Hobbling. A remaining Democratic presidential candidates duke it out over climate action. All of those stories and more straight ahead. From Bradblog.com, I'm Brad Friedman. And I'm Desi Doyan. Stand by for six minutes of independent green news, politics, analysis, and snarky comment. It's helping our oil industry and making us even further with that wonderful goal which we've achieved which nobody thought was possible of energy independence so we're moving towards that wonderful goal that we have already achieved yep got it this is your green news report okay desi doyan seems like the coronavirus is now infecting Everything. Yes, even the green news. And, you know, one of the things I've noticed are the striking similarities between the spread of the coronavirus and climate change Mm. and how governments react or don't Mm. with the coronavirus. Right now, we are getting to see in real time the consequences of the failure to act swiftly. Interesting. All the right wingers started by calling it a hoax. Now that it is clearly not a hoax, they're backtracking, trying to figure out how to make sense of it. That's a very fast-moving version of climate change, it seems. <laughs> it kind of is. On to the news on Friday. In announcing federal measures to address the coronavirus crisis, President Trump announced that he has ordered the U.S. Department of Energy to purchase large quantities of crude oil for the nation's strategic petroleum reserve. We're going to fill it right up to the top. 
saving the American taxpayer billions and billions of dollars. The move directly benefits the oil industry by keeping the price of oil afloat, and it is something of a bailout for U.S. drilling companies amid cratering demand. Bloomberg News reports that even at the low current price, it's still going to cost taxpayers nearly $3 billion to buy it. Oil prices jumped on the news, but the boost was only temporary. When markets opened three days later on Monday, global oil prices plunged again, falling below $30 a barrel. That's the lowest in more than four years. Overall, oil prices are half what they were on January 1st. Some analysts predict that oil prices could drop below $20 a barrel in coming weeks, and it hasn't been that low since 1998. And how much does the industry have to sell it for per barrel for them to make any money, say, fracking to get that oil? About $50 a barrel on the global oil market would make fracking worthwhile. So $50 a barrel makes it profitable they're losing money at $20 a barrel. Yep. One of the perverse outcomes of the coronavirus pandemic is that it has literally cleared the air in Italy, which has been hardest hit by the outbreak in Europe. New satellite images now show that Italy's nationwide shutdown dramatically decreased toxic air pollution, and it also coincided with reducing emissions that cause global warming. In China, a new analysis of emissions data confirms that China's carbon emissions fell by about 25% during their shutdown. That's because people are not using as much fossil fuels. Industrial activity has fallen considerably, and people are not flying or driving as much. So obviously a pandemic is not the way to fight climate change, but it does offer a stunning example of how fast shifting to clean energy would clean up the air. Great point. Finally, the latest 2020 Democratic presidential debate on Sunday night, hosted by CNN, included about 12 minutes of discussion on climate change. That's a lot. That is a lot. Uh, with the remaining two candidates, former Vice President Joe Biden and Senator Bernie Sanders of Vermont, Biden defended his plan to address climate change, which is more modest than Bernie Sanders' plan and doesn't go nearly as far. We're going to once again reinstate all the cuts the president made and everything from the cafe standards, investing in light rail so that we take cars off the road, 500,000 charging stations, high-speed rail, taking millions of automobiles off the road, no more drilling on federal lands. I would immediately rejoin the Paris Climate Accord, which I helped put together. We can do these things. We can lay down the tracks where nothing can be changed by the next president or following president. Sanders criticized Biden for not going far enough. This requires dramatic Bold action. We've got to take on the fossil fuel industry. Your plan does not do that. We can put millions and millions of people to work making our buildings uh, energy efficient, moving our transportation system to electricity. So what we're talking about is a massive, unprecedented investment. That is what the Green New Deal is about. I supported it. Uh, and I will fight to implement it. Biden's plan aims for making the U.S. carbon neutral by 2050, while Sanders' broader actions aim for carbon neutrality by 2030, which is what scientists say is necessary. Seems like Biden wants to restore all of the stuff that was underway under Obama and that Bernie Sanders says that ain't enough. We got to move even farther. It's go big or go slow. For much more on all of these stories and the ones we couldn't get to today, please check out our website at greennews.bradblog.com. Find, follow, and share us planet-wide on the Facebooks and the Twitters at Green News Report. I'm Rick Smith, and this is Labor History in Two.
On this day in labor history, the year was 1972. That was the day the Equal Rights Amendment passed the U.S. Senate and moved to the states for ratification. It had passed the House the previous fall. Alice Paul and Crystal Eastman of the National Women's Party first wrote the ERA in the 1920s. It was introduced to Congress in 1923. The revised version that Congress passed in 1971 and 1972 stated simply, equality of rights under the law shall not be denied or abridged by the United States or any state on account of sex. The amendment needed 38 states to ratify by March of 1979 in order to pass. 35 states ratified the amendment, but five states later rescinded ratification. The 38-state requirement was never met. The decades-long debate among women's rights advocates often centered on formal equality versus protective legislation for women workers. But an amendment establishing equality meant the end to restrictive discriminatory laws. These included laws imposing restriction on a woman's right to buy or sell property or to conduct a business, the age at which women could marry, differing admission standards for boys and girls in tax-supported educational institutions, laws establishing different jail sentences by sex for identical crimes, regulations denying unemployment compensation payments to pregnant women who are still able and willing to work, and much more. The far-right and religious fundamentalists of all faiths fiercely opposed the ERA, fearing it would erode traditional gender roles. Many progressives and the labor movement also opposed it for many years on the basis that hard-won protective legislation would be lost. It is striking that, as of 2017, there is still no clear legal codification of women's equal status to men. the hell happened there i hit the wrong button anyway i said what the hell let's just go right back in it didn't the video didn't finish completely so yeah all right yeah my name is tara devlin thank you for hanging out i see there are more people in the chat room that's good than there was the other night and that makes me feel better because if it's not going up i start thinking What's the point of doing the show? No, 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 I can't. But I do. I get negative thinking. I fight about it. I fight, I fight, fight myself about it. It is a constant battle. It really is. Everything is a mind game, no matter what, right? So that's why I wear shirts like this, never give up. I'm saying it to myself, not, not to you. I'm just, just trying to talk myself into it. I want to give up like 50,000 times a day. But you do it anyway. You get up anyway. So remember, we meet here every Saturday evening from 6 to 8 p.m. Eastern at the RDT Daily Facebook and YouTube channels. And then we'll rebroadcast on Sunday at 6 p.m. Eastern on Progressive Voices and anytime on the Progressive Voices app. Please give the show a good review on iTunes. That will help us grow. Become a patron, as I always say, right? I'm always pushing the patrons because the patrons, when we get around a 1,000 patrons, I think, we have a ways to go. But we'll be able to do the show on, uh, on a daily basis. And that's the goal. And that's what has to happen. 
So I just want to thank the patrons. I know, um, what time is it? I got to keep an eye on the clock. I want to thank you. Randall, Michael, Michael D, Michael B, Haiku, of course, Shannon, Andrew, Max F, John J, Paradu, Mark C, Michael C, Stephen K, Katie O, Jane C, Peter R, Susan S, Anthony S, Michael L D, Joey B, and his friend Jeffrey the Giraffe, Greg Garcia. Oh, see, I'm always, you know, there's so many Garcias, it doesn't matter. Tony C, I mean Tony S, Patricia, of course, Robert, David, Antonia, Richard, Kathleen, Mary, Mark, Joan, Martin S, K, Deborah W, Cynthia, Dwayne G, James S, Martin S, Jim A, Gail P, Daniel S, Kim K, James F, yes, right, Cynthia, Andrea S, Sam S, Kathleen, and then Elizabeth F, Robert, Jean, Michael D, Dia R, and Andrea W. Thank you all. You are the reason that this show exists. And I'm not putting it mildly. And if you are a patron of of this show, you're also a patron of RDT Daily, which is the liberal website that you can... Uh, yeah, we need help. Let's put it that way. Maybe one day we can be a competitor to Breitbart. Right? Without the billionaires. But anyway, back to work. Back to work. All right. What was I going to talk about? I had it here. So the problem when... So Trump is a fucking liar. We understand that. There is... It's like... That's like saying water is wet. The sun will come up in the morning. Birds got to fly. Fish got to swim. Oh, there, there was a couple of things. Oh, my God. Now that I'm saying this. the Well, every day, here's Trump patting himself on the back. The way I look at it, so uh, many administrations preceded me. Uh, for the most part, they did very little in terms of what you're talking about. This is unprecedented. You can speak to Tony, you can speak to anybody. This is unprecedented or just about unprecedented. As Every effing day, he's got to get in there and say that he was left this system. A, it was a mess. They had to tear it down. This is what he, the, the line, it's a lie. They had to tear it down to build it up. Bullshit. They tore it down because Obama, because that period, end of sentence, because Obama and little tiny fragile ego man, not even, excuse, poor excuse, to call him a man is to insult men, all men. Oh shit. I ripped the headset out again. For fuck's sakes. So he's got to in insult Obama every single day. Why? Do, uh, it's like the same question I was asking in the, in the first hour. Of course, the effing crack media press corps, White House press corps, sits there and says nothing. 
Why are they showing this? Oh, okay. It's, uh, it's, it's ridiculous. There's no reason to show this. To allow this effing liar to go on and on. So, I'll, I'll, he's a liar. But the point is, there's an article in Vanity Fair talking about, they knew about, they knew about the coronavirus months ago. Of course they did, but they had, they lied about it. And they went to work trying to figure out work, put it mildly, trying to figure out how to attack it as far as branding is concerned. And before I, I read this article, let's, let's just play. This was a week ago at a Trump rally. Do you have any concerns about coronavirus here? No, I do not. Why not? Because we're under protection. We're under Psalms 91, and God is our protector. <laughs> Fucking Any Christ. concerns about how the president is handling it, or are you pleased with his response so far? I'm very pleased with Look at this idiot. Response. Look at what she's wearing. Look at what they're all wearing. Flags, MAGA, shirts, scarves, hats. It's, it's ridiculous. They look like idiots. But they don't care. They, uh, this is what we were saying on uh, another show. I, I can't re quite remember which one. But it's to, sh to wrap themselves in the flag like that. And all with all this MAGA shit. It's, it's so infantile. But it also shows us that they really, are they really hate America. America is very confusing to them. That's why they have to outwardly project a, a, an over-the-top, bastardized, and, and I don't know, what's the word? Uh, it's not corrupt. It's this distorted patriotism. They don't know what it means to be a patriot. They think being a patriot is wearing an ugly red, white, and blue scarf, an America scarf. Or saying, or wearing a, a shirt that says America, uh, love it or leave it, or whatever they wear, with an, uh, an eagle. These colors don't run. That's what they think. Do they run? Of course they run. They run all the time. He cut, he cut and run against the Serbs. Tell, I, I mean, against the, what was that? Oh, fuck, not the Serbs. Was it the Serbs? And now I'm losing my train of thought. Yeah, right, the Serbs. He ran... Cut and run. Cut and run. Against in, uh, when was this? See, everything happened so fast. It's like a week. It's like I feel like I aged a thousand years. Trump. Yeah, anyway, whatever. You know what I'm saying. I'm saying the wrong thing, but when would, what did he, he pulled out, when did Trump pulled out, Trump pulls out, and the Russians moved in, what was that, Russians move in, in Syria, not Serbia, what am I saying, boom, 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 the brain, Jesus Christ, I'm losing it, anyway, response so far. I think that the media has made a, a larger thing than what it should be, and I think that they're trying to... I hope she gets it, frankly. I'm sorry. 
I'm supposed to be a better person. I know. She needs to get it. Not die from it. She just needs to get it so she can learn a lesson, maybe. That you, your con man is lying to you. He is dangerous to your health. Not only your mental health. He's da- I mean, he's dangerous to our mental health because we have to listen to this shit. You have to go and... You real we we have to share the same air with this, this woman. Incite fear and panic in the public, but I think that um, President Trump will handle it perfectly. So you don't believe coronavirus exists? I don't. I don't. So the two people who've been okay, hold on a second. There's a guy in the background. You see what he's wearing? In God we Trump. Oh my God. What are we up against? This is a cult. They are definitely a cult. And this is why we needed Bernie Sanders. I'm sorry. I know it comes back to it. I am really concerned that we will lose the election because who who cares about Joe Biden? There's nobody that's passionate about Joe Biden's policies of please, please, my Lord, don't uh, don't do anything unseemly for a year. Don't suck on the federal treasury for your own greedy purposes again, at least publicly, for a year. And God, we Trump. Do they know Trump? These people would drink Kool-Aid if Trump told them. Kool-Aid laced with cyanide. We know that. And we're trying to tell them, this is why... You don't get, this is why you do not give right-wingers power. They are, they abuse power. Because this poor woman, it is the duty of a representative to not to manipulate an easily manipulated dupe. So what? They sell, okay, they want to sell her a flag, an ugly flag scarf. Okay, I guess. But... It is really, if they had the best interests of their constituents at heart, of the American people at heart, they wouldn't make a, an ignorant woman like this so, um, so much more ridiculous. They would try to help her. They would not lie to her face or even behind her back. They would do, they would know what they're dealing with. They should know, of course we all know, that... We're, everybody ha- is at different levels as far as mental health, as far as intelligence, as far as being able to be manipulated. Everyone has blind spots. We all do. But the, I am 100,000% sure that if a con person like uh, Twitler, a con, a con job like him, he would never, would never rise in the Democratic Party. It would never happen. Now, I know that these, the, one of the things that's so offensive about the corporate Democrats, they, they talk about Bernie Sanders. Oh, the Bernie cult. Fuck you. It is not a cult, you scum-sucking pigs. Well, no offense to pigs. I like pigs. But it's not a cult because we're loyal to the policies Bernie is the standard bearer, but you see when Bernie doesn't go for the policies, not everybody just doesn't do what Bernie says because many of the Bernie supporters didn't vote for Hillary, like he said. 
So it's not like you just follow Bernie. People were pissed off at Bernie when he decided to um, turn around and endorse Hillary. Many people thought he was a sellout. And in fact, I'm kind of pissed off at him now for not fighting as, as hard and fiercely. But I guess maybe when you get to be as old as Bernie, maybe he's just like, fuck it. I tried. These people are, they're, they're fucking hopeless. They're irredeemable. I really, I tried my best. You can only help, you can help. You, can, you can't, you can't force people. You can't bring, you can only bring the horse to water. You can only say the truth so many times. You can only tell them what they're up against so many times from the inside. It's like, I trace the call. It's coming from inside the house because I'm in the house and I see them fucking with the calls in here. And I'm showing you, I'm telling you. And not only do I, am I telling you, but you are living in the consequences. So how many times can somebody, can somebody say this thing is corrupt and still have millions of Americans be like, eh, I don't, I don't like him. I just don't like, I don't know. I like Joe Biden. With no, with nothing. What? What? What are you voting for? You have Twitler on one hand who, you have a cult. This is a cult. That's a cult. Bernie is just, he's speaking truth f- to power. The, f- the sad part is, I'm so sick of that statement anyway. Whenever I say speaking truth to power, power has no fucking need for truth. That is the most feckless statement that we can ever discuss. Oh, we're speaking truth to power. I'm not speaking truth to power here. Maybe. I don't know. We're, what does power care about truth? Power has no need for truth. Power makes the truth. Power controls truth. Speaking truth to power. That's not what, I mean, maybe that's what we do here. I don't know. Maybe I'll have to think about that more. But speaking truth to power? No. That's what, Bernie's not speaking truth to power. He's trying to change shit. Literally trying to change it. Thank you, Bernie. It is because of Bernie that many people have a $15 minimum wage when it should be a $30 minimum wage, at least. If you want to have a living wage, yeah. It's because of Bernie. Because of of Bernie that there's even a conversation about Medicare for all. That was always too pie in the sky. Every Democrat is for some kind of universal health care, and they're even lying about it. Like Joe Biden's plan, initially he was fine saying that his plan will leave 10 million people out. He didn't have an issue with that. He said that, you know, they confronted him about that uh, at the first debate, if I'm not mistaken. And he was fine with that because in this country, leaving people behind, they have programmed us to leave people behind as that's what you do. That's a patriotic thing to do. Leave millions behind. I don't know where that came from, but here in Bernie's, in, in the paradigm shift that we need, that is correct, and that this coronavirus makes certain that we're in this together. Not me, us. We don't leave anyone behind because anyone left behind 
is we're all left behind. This virus started with one person. One person got sick. One person in the United States, they know who that person is, got sick here. It was actually a priest. He has recovered. But that's all it takes. One person left behind somehow. So one person, not that he's left behind, but you know what I mean. He was the, 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 the glaring, blaring example that we are all connected. We are in this together. And how sick do we want to be? When someone's left behind, we're all left behind. When, when our, half the American people are below, below the, the level of middle class, then we're all. We're all in that boat. Well, not all of us. I guess some of them, they think they can rise into the ivory tower and fuck it. Fuck it all. Anyway, let's continue with this. Reported to have died from it in Washington State. You don't trust that that's true. I don't trust anything the Democrats do. You see what they did. So that was put out by the governor of that state. It's been put out by bipartisan lawmakers. Are they Democrats? Or? Republicans and Democrats agreeing that there are people who have contracted the virus, two of whom have died so far. Yeah, I mean, I just don't believe it. I believe this is a valid virus that's spreading around the world, and we've got to mm. do something to protect ourselves first. No, I didn't even want to come to this crowd today. Yeah. Why did you? Poor old dude. Um, to support the president. See, I'll put my, I'll, I will put my life on the line to support this this orange con man, you know, the one with the fake university and a vitamin scam, the one who, who's, who's disgusting waste of human DNA children had to attend a course how not to cheat and steal from a, from a charity. Oh, yeah. Did it come from a Democrat? I don't believe anything the Democrats say. Well, you know, unfortunately, well, here's some more fact. It has such a liberal bias. According to a study, this was done in 2013, Republicans lie more than Democrats. From PolitiFact, well, this is an article from Politico by Dylan Byers. The fact-checking organization, PolitiFact, has found Republicans to be less trustworthy than Democrats, according to a new study. 52% of Republican claims reviewed by the Tampa Bay Times fact-checking operation were rated mostly false, false, or pants on fire, versus just 24% of Democratic statements, according to George Mason University Center of Media and Public Affairs. By the same token, 54% of Democratic statements were rated as mostly true or true, compared to just 18% of Republican statements. The CMPA looked into 100 statements, 46 by Democrats, 54 by Republicans, that were fact-checked by PolitiFact between January 20th and May 22nd. The The study's findings are similar to previous CMPA studies, which found that PolitiFact gave a more negative ratings to the Romney campaign than the Obama campaign. And that's because he was fucking lying more. The authors of this press release seem to have counted up a small number of truth ratings, blah, 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 blah. Let's see. 
Oh, yeah, that's the end of it. Yeah. Anyway, I remember that study from back then. Republicans, they're just liars. But that's one thing you say about Democrats. They at least try. I do, I do think that a certain kind of person is attracted to the Democratic Party. Maybe they get corrupted when they're, they get power. I don't know. That's why somebody like AOC, that's why we want to cultivate a, that kind of representative, someone who doesn't take any corporate money that is in there to help the people. But and we need to get rid of this old guard of which Joe Biden is clearly the standard bearer for the for the old. But here's something I was going to read that Vanity Fair. I'm, I'm looking at the time. Maybe I'll read a little bit of it. So because I promised it says no, there's no boogeyman he can attack. Angry at Kushner, Trump awakens to the COVID-19 danger. For weeks, Trump and his son-in-law saw the novel coronavirus mostly as a media and political problem. But the spiraling cases, plunging markets, and Mar-a-Lago cluster finally opened his eyes. Well, good for us. The, the con man has open eyes. How's his tone? Is he, is he toning better today? Last Thursday, as the stock market was on its way to losing nearly 2,400 points, its biggest single-day plunge since the 1987 black market crash, Donald Trump was worrying about the fate of the football season. NFL players aren't scheduled to report to training camps for months, but according to the source, Trump feared that the league might preemptively announce it was following the NBA and the NHL and suspend or delay operations due to the coronavirus. So Trump called NFL owners to see if any action was on the horizon. Trump begged them not to cancel the season, a source briefed on the call said. Trump's concerns for the NFL's well-being was a stark reversal that gave his, given that he had spent the first two years of his presidency attacking the league and its kneeling players. It reflected Trump's magical thinking that he could manage the coronavirus pandemic by convincing people life would remain normal and sports would be played. Last week, Trump also spoke to the Ultimate Fighting Championship president, Dana White, and advised him not to cancel UFC events. Trump thinks this is a media problem, a Republican close to the White House told me. Treating COVID-19 as a public relations crisis puts Trump at odds with the medical community including the White House's chief of uh, coronavirus advisor, Dr. Anthony Fauci. During an interview on Meet the Press this weekend, the director of National Institute of Allergy and Infectious Diseases urged the United States to move forward toward a national lockdown similar to the actions taken by Italy and Spain. I think we should be overly aggressive. Well, this is the problem. Trump is the problem and so are republicans because it wasn't just trump they put him in office they voted for him they will continue to vote for him from the smallest from the the uh from your granny in florida to mitch mcconnell who right now they 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 wouldn't do this before this is why you need effective leadership because if they had everything in place 
we wouldn't be in this situation. They wouldn't have to still be negotiating some kind of relief package for, for working people, which the Republicans are fucking over with every minute. They're still moving forward with trying to strip Americans of food stamp benefits in the middle of the crisis, and we spoke about that on the, on the show on Thursday. But this really kind of pissed me off. This is a video of Mitch McConnell trying to get his fellow ghouls in the Republican Party on board. So let's be clear about something. From small businesses to key sectors, we're not talking about so-called bailouts for firms that made reckless decisions. Nobody is alleging a moral hazard here. Fuck you. None of these firms, not corner stores, not pizza parlors, not airlines, brought this on themselves. Oh, fuck you. We're not talking about a taxpayer-funded cushion for companies that made mistakes. We're talking about loans, which must be repaid. Unbelievable. It's not a moral ha- I hate him. I hate him. We're not talking about a moral hazard. Because these Republicans, they are in a quandary. Should they do something But uh, that goes against their ideology? That's what it is. We're not talking about bailouts, which they're all for if they go to the 1%. They don't have a problem with bailouts. These are the ones that bailed out the rich with the tax break that didn't even need a bailout. They've funneled more money to the top during a time in, the Ameri- in American history known as the New Gilded Age, that where the working class is now the working poor and the rich have more money than they would ever spend in a thousand lifetimes, and the Republicans had no moral hazard voting for that. In fact, now that I'm thinking of this, the last show, this is a couple of days ago, this guy, it really irritated me. So in in the interest of bipartisanship, I don't know why. Why? Some, uh, I'm trying to find this tweet here. This kind of amused me. Colorado Governor Jared Polis crossed ideological lines to ask a frequent critic, John Caldera, of the Free Market Independence Institute for divergent ideas to address the the corona crisis. This, so... In the interest of playing nice with the filthy fascists, this Democratic governor asked a free market, a libertarian, what should we do? Let's pretend that libertarianism has any uh, value in a situation like this. Let's pretend that it's not libertarianism, if that even exists, because I think libertarianism is bullshit. It has never exi- it exists in the minds of the selfish sociopaths who once again want to wrap their their bullshit ideology around the veneer of legitimacy by calling calling it libertarianism. Whatever that is, it's selfishness. It's the search for the moral superior justification for selfishness. That's it. For taking everything from society and giving nothing back. 
for wanting all of the benefits of civilization, but none of the responsibilities that we have to each other. They want to suck on civilization like a lamprey or like a parasite. More, It's a more apt metaphor. They suck on civilization like parasites sucking on a host. But they don't want any of the responsibility. That's what libertarianism is. It's never existed, in, in fact... Except now they try. Now they have a a. They try to inflict libertarianism on, on uh, like for instance on Sears, the the company Sears, the founder, or not the founder, one of the CEOs, the recent CEOs. CEO, we spoke about this in another show. Was um he was a liber- He is a libertarian, and he helped destroy Sears, and they also created this country, Liberland. Because there has never been a, a libertarian society in the entire history of human civilization. In all recorded history. No, in all the shitty governments we've had. None of, no shitty, no shitty autocrat. No one ever could come up with something as stupid as libertarianism. And to give it. To, to, to reach out to somebody and say, hey, show me what you um, think. What, what should we do in this crisis is, is to give the bullshit ideology legitimacy. And I'm so sick of liberals, Democrats, normal people doing that in the interest of reaching across the aisle or playing nice oh in our divided country we're so divided well maybe we're divided because we give bullshit the same credence as we give fact and truth and effective government government governance we give that the same credence because somebody gets hurt a libertarian will say oh that's bias you're not talking you're not giving me and a chance to contribute so, so let's read some of his ideas. What government, Governor Polis should consider via emergency order or via the legislature if required by law. Waive requirements for out-of-state telemedicine providers. You know, because that's what you got to do. You got to... Uh, the whole um, Republican ideology for health care is all about... Uh, healthcare is so expensive because the health insurance racket cannot sell across state lines like the credit card racket can. So they all can't go to one one state that has the worst laws and incorporate themselves and give and fuck you over, like uh, you know, like you're like you're asking for it. Request a section. 1135 Medicaid waiver to eliminate burdensome rules with Medicaid. Grant nurse practitioners full practice authority. License reciprocity for medical personnel from other states. Whatever. Reinstate the Medicaid consumer directed assistance development under Governor Bill Owens. Medicaid recipients get cash to hire their own health aides, including family neighbors, instead of going through government-run providers. Well, because how is that helping? You got to get the profit motive in there. You got to get some profiteer to suck on the government teat. 
They got to get the racket in there instead of having government regulated providers that maybe only have a 3 or 4% overhead instead of the 25% overhead of the racketeers or whatever. Lower the minimum wage. This is what he says. Lower the minimum wage for healthcare workers, you fucking ghoul. When people are working hand to mouth, make it worse. Are you effing kidding me? Lower the minimum wage for healthcare worker because healthcare workers are, it's just such a bullshit profession, isn't it? You don't need training or compassion or any kind of want or need to help your fellow neighbor. Just hire the, the first fucking low wage, wage slave indentured servant that maybe wants to work for less than minimum wage for for somebody who's in charge of your health your wealth your life for Christ's sakes lower the minimum wage that's your idea you son of a bitch in this crisis lower the minimum wage for all industries to help small businesses yeah really Lower the minimum wage because when people are living from check to check in the gig economy, make them worse. Make it worse. Make it worse. Make them on par with their Chinese counterparts because that's how you compete in a system. You don't raise up the the bar for everyone. You lower it to the to the to the standards of the um of the jobs in low wage slave nations so you know that's the standard for republicans or libertarians or whatever the fuck this guy is he's just a selfish douchebag who unfortunately has a large platform John Caldera, I'm sure he's booked all over. Right-wing media, Fox News, Breitbart. Let's see his resume. Independent, I run Independence Institute and host a radio show on 630K How, Devil's Advocate on Public TV, and write for the Denver Post. Yeah, I'm sure he's, he's got it good. Lower the minimum. This is what you think. In a crisis, people are trying, they're dying. They're trying to live in this kiss-up, kick-down, trickle-down, serfs and lords economy, and they they got nothing but bad ideas. That's the Republican way. Republican ideas suck. They're not ideas. They're nothing but, it's, uh, it's the dark ages. That's what it is. It's not, there's nothing new about it. Why are you, why? This, okay, it's, we expect this from, from a, from a dumb, dumb, somebody named John Caldera, from, from this idiot, from a fucking right winger. We expect that. But why would this, would the governor reach out and ask for that kind of bullshit advice? Are you kidding me? Lower the minimum wage. What? Why would you even... uh, You would go seek that out and give it legitimacy. That's the problem with Democrats. Instead of saying, no, we're not going to ask 
this John Caldera for his stupid bullshit conservative ideas because conservatism is the problem. This is why we're in this boat, as you notice, in a vi- in the con- coronavirus crisis, we're not running to conservatism. We're running to democratic socialism to fix this thing, to save this country, to save the economy. We're even saving capitalism with democratic socialism, just like FDR did. So why are you asking this right-winger? It's like, what? ask a child what they think. Ask a toddler. More chocolate. Ice cream for breakfast. Same shit. It's the same stupid, selfish, nothing, nothing adding, nothing legitimate to the conversation. Any opportunity to push their kiss up, kick down, I got mine, fuck you, uh, you're there to be nothing but a host from which to suck profit ideology. Another one, um, Wave, what is this? Where is it? He wants to, to uh, allow, I just saw it here, temporarily nullify all taxes on single-use plastics. Whatever. That's, because that's really the problem here, right? You can't do anything about the environment and help re- alleviate a crisis. I, I mean, honestly, what's wrong with Democrats? They always say, oh, we're divided. We're so divided. The reason why we're divided, it's not because you're not reaching out to right-wingers to ask them for their ideas. It's because you continuously divide us. You divide us into serfs and lords instead of having policies that work for all. We, have, we need Medicare for all because it will u- help unify the country. We're in this together. We need a universal paid sick leave because we're in this together. We need a um, living wages, and we need retirement security. All of these things could be mandated by government. We need to invest in the future of our country by sending kids to school without coming out of college as indentured servants. We don't have to reinvent the wheel. So this, this is how you unify the country. You don't unify the country by throwing a bone to some right-wing kook who's going to tell you to, re- to roll back the minimum wage, roll back regulations, any gains that workers have ever achieved through their blood, sweat, and tears in an economy where the working class is now, the, the, uh, the, the middle class is now less than 50% of the population, and that's the best he's got. Same old voodoo they keep peddling that keeps people divided. These people are sick. The coronavirus is making us sick, and they are sick, making us sicker. You don't go to the sick mind to fix a sick system. Oh, my God. Guys, it's that time. I want to thank you all for hanging out. Thank you for your super chats. I think I saw Deborah with a getting in a super chat there that went by so quickly. I appreciate that. Anyone else want a super chat, feel free. In the meantime, 
we you can become a patron at patreon.com slash tara devlin please uh come and hang out with us every saturday evening and you can join our discord community in the meantime where we're all hanging out in between shows i hope to do another show during the week and yeah that's about it you guys I always say, it is true though, now more than ever, we stick together, we win. My name is Tara Devlin. I will see you incredibly soon. All right, so stay safe and don't forget that we are in this together. So please join the Discord community. And uh, yeah, thanks a lot. I'll see you very soon.